Hi guys. Good evening. Can you tell? Can you actually tell that I'm super excited to be here? We have a special guest tonight. Yup. You guessed right, it's Pastor Laju Iren. Come on, guys, put your hands together. I'm so excited because the next voice you're going to be hearing is Pastor Laju's voice. And I really can't wait to be blessed by all that she's going to say tonight. Because trust me, I didn't even listen to her session. I just wanted to be blessed by it. So, guys, thank you as you listen. Please always make sure that you pay attention and practice the efficiency of the word of God in the life of a believer is that after you hear the word, you actually practice the word. So please, guys, practice. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. The next verse you're going to hear is Pastor Laju Aaron's voice. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? And thank you for having me. I feel very excited to be here. I want to thank Ugochi, a dear client, a dear friend, <laughs> for um, having me. Um, I feel very honored to be here. My name is Laju Irene, and I bring you love from my from my husband, Pastor Emmanuel Irene, from our church family and from our biological family, um, church family celebration church and our biological family. So I've been asked to talk about one of my most um, one of my favorite topics, dating intelligently. I always say that courtship is a time to love intelligently and marriage is a time to love blindly. And the reason why I say that isn't to encourage people to just misbehave in a marriage relationship, but it's to point to the fact that if you are intentional about your dating relationship, then you can love without fear and you can love without worry to a reasonable extent when you do get married. As a pastor, by God's grace, I've pastored, I think this will be my 10th year. And then as I grew older as a pastor, I've encountered so many married couples. And when you interview some people or you counsel them, part of your wish is that you had something like a time machine and you could take them back to the point where they could not marry that person. <laughs> of course, I'm not saying that people change. I'm not saying that people don't change. And I'm not saying that um, marriages that have issues don't have hope. There's always hope for every marriage. But I'm saying that it's easier for you to make a decision as to whether or not you want to marry this person. It's easier or not for you to build that home of your dreams from the time that you are single. So building a happy home doesn't begin after you say I do. Building a happy home, home begins while you are single. It begins before you even choose the person you are going to marry. It begins while you are dating that person. Okay, and that's the reason why I always encourage dating intelligently so a number of things i would say when i'm encouraging people to date intelligently is first of all to enjoy their singleness something i call intelligent singlehood you see singleness is not a curse it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for you to know all that god has called you to be and to walk in it um, if I wanted to travel now, for example, I have two daughters, I have a husband. If I wanted to travel now, for example, or even go to protest, <laughs> I might not be able to do that because I have to, first of all, consider my children, consider my husband. I'm just saying personally, do you understand? If I had to go out of town, I would have to um, address a number of fronts first. But as a single person, you have more freedom to do all that God has called you to do. 
to live God's dreams for you, to fulfill God's dreams for you, to fulfill desires you have for yourself, to invest time in yourself. All those things are important. And while I love marriage and I love love, I realize that it's not marriage that completes you. It's Christ that completes you. Bible tells us that we are complete in Christ, who is the head of all principalities and powers. So if you are a single person and you are waiting for a dating relationship to complete you, you are likely to run into trouble because you eventually choose the wrong person. If you don't choose the wrong person, if you manage to choose rightly, so if you don't choose the wrong person, you're out of desperation because you feel you have to get married to be complete. Even when you choose the right person, you're likely to frustrate that person because you expect the person to fill a hole or a void that only God can fill. And so it's important that you first of all learn to be single, intelligent singlehood. The next thing I'm going to mention is be the right person. So before you bring out your checklist, let's take a look in the mirror. You know, there's a lot of focus right now on finding Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, but there isn't enough focus on being the right person. So it's important that you build yourself up. The person that you are looking for is also looking for a particular kind of person. So you also need to be an answer to that person's prayer. I'm not asking you to maybe have all the money in the world or look like a supermodel, but I'm saying that, of course, you should do your best to look good. I'm saying that you should grow yourself in character, maturity, and excellence, all those things that really count. Learn to work on yourself and always find out how can I do better in this area of my life, okay? Because the truth is that marriage, the same way marriage will not change your spouse, marriage will not also change you. The same person that you are now is the same person you will be in a relationship. Another thing I would say is choose with God. And this is very, very important to the singles listening to me because one question I get asked a lot is, do I choose a spouse or does God choose for me? Um, it's a very, very, very long topic. And I addressed it on my blog, LargerIrene.com, as well as on a video on my YouTube channel, LargerIrene. The video is Love versus God Said. My advice would be that you watch that video to get the full gist of it. But what I'll just say is that the supernatural nature of your meeting is not as important as your commitment to making it work. So even if you guys have all the confirmations in the world, if you are both not committed to making your relationship work, it's not going to work. Another thing I would say is that God would choose with you, or it's better to choose with God, but God will not choose for you. God will not pick the person that you dislike the most in the world and say you must marry him just to prove a point. Do you understand? So listen to that that um, video, Love versus God said, all right? But don't ever make anybody manipulate you into going to a relationship with them simply because God said. Am I saying God cannot speak? Of course he can speak. Do you understand? But is he in the business of always telling people specifically who to marry? We don't see that example in scripture. But this is not the full gist of it. And having information is dangerous. So be sure to listen to um, the material I referred to. Another thing I would say is know what you want and want the right thing. Know what you want and want the right thing. The truth is that many of us don't even have an idea of what we want. Or when we do have an idea of what we want, we don't really want the right thing. How does somebody having a British accent translate into the fact that the person will be a good husband? And so for many of us, we've made things that should be negotiable and non-negotiable. So in my book, Dating Intelligently, I talk about having non-negotiable. What's a non-negotiable? The non-negotiable non -negotiable would be faith. I need this person to believe the same thing as me. I need this person to have character. I need to make sure this person is a faithful person. This person is not abusive. That's the major non that's the mission the major non-negotiable. Then I have what I like to call your non-negotiables. Based on where you believe God is leading you in life, what kind of person do you think can help you and support you on that journey? That's a non-negotiable. 
but there are some things that are negotiable the amount of money somebody has it's supposed to be non-negotiable so don't make your negotiables non-negotiables don't just choose based on looks and forget character see i'm very very attracted to my husband have been since i first met him so i'm not saying you should just choose somebody that you are not attracted to but i'm saying that you should make sure that the other things align as well character faith believe in you all these things are important the next thing i will say when it comes to dating intelligently is to know god's will about relationship the world's idea of relationship is sex how well is the chemistry but like i always say in your wayek or wask as it's um, as it's supposed to be called if you pass chemistry and you feel the other subject you've still failed so it's not just enough to have chemistry every other thing also has to align another thing i would say is that um yeah i've talked about knowing what you want determining your specifications um, so there's some pillars of dating intelligently I talk about. I've mentioned one of them to you already, which is wisdom over chemistry. Wisdom over chemistry. You don't just go based on your feelings. There are some times where you're hungry, but you're with a client. You don't just start eating say, I feel hungry. So why should you make a decision about something as important as relationships based on emotions alone? Your heart, your feelings are not enough to guide you. It's only a heart that is led by the Spirit of God that can guide you and lead you. All right? Another thing I'm talking about is forgiveness with sense. Somebody said love is best spelled forgiveness, and I agree. But I'm not saying that forgiveness with sense does, not, does not imply that some things are unforgivable. A Christian always forgives. But in a dating relationship, there is a kind of wisdom that should guide your actions and your decisions after you've forgiven. In a marriage relationship, for example, if a, if a spouse cheats, it may not be ideal for you to pack your bags and leave. But if you're dating, you're dating somebody, the person cheats twice, once, cheats twice, cheats the third time, except you are ready for a life of being cheated on, sense demands that you end, end that relationship. If you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have a good character, scamming people of their money, you shouldn't stay in that relationship. If you're dating somebody who beats you, who raises the hands of each other, they are a man or a woman, you shouldn't stay in that relationship. So forgiveness is sense that you forgive, but you move on so you don't keep, keep forgiving this thing for the rest of your life. Another thing I'm talking about is 100% commitment and 100% sincerity. So I'm not saying that you should just be one leg in and one leg out. Some people are dating someone, but they don't want to marry that person. They are using the other eyes to look for the person that they want to marry. You're not going to find the right person that way. So if you're in a relationship, be there, be fully committed. 100% commitment. But 100% sincerity is also important. 100% sincerity. There are some times where you need to tell yourself, based on all the things I know now, can I really marry this person? And be sincere with yourself. I want to talk about structuring activities. It's very, very important because a lot of people are in dating relationships and all they want to do is kiss, peck and neck. But there are things you can do together. You can pray together. You can work on your goals together, attend trainings together. Do you understand? Be intentional about spending the rest of your life together because there is more to planning a marriage. There's more to future. There's more to your future than just simply having sex. I always say that the average second encounter does not actually last more than an hour. Sometimes it's even less. Many times it's less. Most times it's less. So if you are choosing your spouse and investing all your time in your relationship based on um, based on attraction and sex, you're going to make a mistake because sex is only about 5%. One hour a day is about 5% of 24 hours. So if you are choosing and building based on, oh, when we get married, you're going to have sex. It's true you're going to have sex. But sex is just like 10 to 20, just like 5 to 10% of marriage. So you need to think big, do you understand, and plan ahead. Another thing I would say is take correction. Take correction. When the person you are with corrects you, be sincere enough to observe, do you understand, and listen. 
be slow to speak but quick to listen and slow to anger and i don't mean slow to anger that you're in an abusive relationship and say you're slow to anger no i'm not saying that you know the bible tells you to turn your other cheek when someone's after you doesn't say that you should now stay in a dating relationship with the person that you can be tapping you every day do you understand all else is that not two relationships are the same every relationship is different but the principles are the same bible principles man love woman submit both of you submit to one another in love and submit to god another thing i would say is that you should be led by the spirit of god the same things which are the fruit of the spirit in galatians 5 23 are the same things which are the same qualities which you need for a good for a relationship to succeed do you understand so learn to be led by the spirit of god don't just be saying oh i'm doing this you're not doing this if you follow the spirit of god you're going to have a glorious relationship and that's why you must choose somebody who has the same faith the same values as you you don't marry somebody or somebody who doesn't believe in god who doesn't believe that his body is temple of the holy ghost or her body is temple of the holy ghost and then in the marriage you're expecting to change them marriage doesn't change people it only amplifies who they really are the role of mentorship and accountability is also important but i'll just say that you, you make sure you don't just marry somebody only because your mentor said it was a good idea you need to know this person for yourself and accountability is important in dating even in marriage to a reasonable extent you need to find one or two persons that you can trust and you can share your issues with when the need arises not every time that you tell people your issues but in a dating relationship you need to be even more accountable in a marriage i feel like you should actually do have a counselor that you can trust all right and then the last thing i'm going to mention is know whether to say goodbye sometimes the funniest thing you can do is walk out of a relationship sometimes so i have a blog post also um is it breakup blues or seven signs that you should enter a relationship as well as a video on my youtube channel as well you can watch that and um, thank you for having me don't forget courtship is time to love intelligently marriage is time to love blindly and um, you can get my book dating intelligently um at okadabooks.com just okadabooks at user event or at um thirtalwave.com forward slash large event com i think that's it but just google Fataway or you can check my website largeerent.com and you get all the details you need thank you very much and god bless you guys i pray for you that you would not enter relationships that will cause you to regret that you will date intelligently you will marry wisely and you will build homes that glorify god in jesus name amen Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast season one. I hope that you practice the things that you hear and that you'd always stay happy. I always say stay happy because um, joy is an expression of what we have on the inside. So yeah, always stay happy. See you guys in the next episode. Bye.